0: Ephesians two from verse eight, let's read in concert together one to go.
1: my that It is the gift of God. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. that in Christ the
0: Wow. We wow. before, not of works, unto good works. Is the guy's schizophrenic? Has he lost his mind? Did you, did you see that? Let's read one last time, alright? For by grace are ye saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God. Not of works, lest any man should boast, for we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus, Unto good works, which God had before ordained that we should walk in them. Spirit of the living God, we thank you because your presence is here. Your glory is here. We thank you because you have granted understanding to every heart. You have opened the book and you have shown us Jesus. We thank you because our hearts are instructed. We are guided into truth by the Spirit. We see Jesus as Jesus alone in this service. No one else is magnified but Jesus. Signs, wonders, and miracles are breaking out in this meeting. And we receive mighty testimonies as a result of the teaching of your word. So mightily grew the word and prevailed. It has prevailed in our minds, prevailed in our consciousness. It has prevailed in our thoughts. In the name of Jesus. We bind every external force that will try to hinder the word from prevailing. And we decree that the word is rooted and grounded in our hearts in Jesus' holy name. On your way to your seat, high five, somebody say, Hey. If you don't do it like I asked you to do it, <laughs> say hello. Good to see you. You may be seated, God bless you. Precious Jesus. Very soon, this place will not take us anymore. We announce that we are moving into our new space by the Spirit of God in the name of Jesus. I'm so happy to see every one of you. Welcome to church. (laughs) I want to start by showing us a scripture. Um, I'm in full blast teaching mode today. Full blast. So we're going to just run through scripture and I'll establish a few things. Now we are, everybody who knows the Blueprint Church knows that we are a bona fide grace church. And grace is not a concept, grace is not a subject, grace is a person and his name is Jesus. Isn't it amazing that we we have to say we are a Jesus church? Do you understand what I'm saying? Jesus shouldn't be a stranger in his church. Well, guess what? In many places, Jesus is a stranger. You know why? Because they only talk about him in Easter and Christmas. guess what? We talk about Jesus every day. Every service. Every meeting. If we are teaching relationship, it is Jesus. Oh, you didn't hear me. Don't worry, I'm coming for you next month. You know the series title for next month? You don't know. It's called Code of Elvis. I'm gonna give it to you guys hot. Code of the Elves. Yes. It's gonna be fun, man. I just know. Praise the Lord. Precious Jesus, we thank you. So Whenever we teach, we teach Jesus, we present Jesus, we magnify Jesus. Jesus is the one we come to see. Amen. Yeah. So we are a grace church, a bona fide grace church. We preach Jesus and we preach the gospel from the standpoint of the finished work. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So everything I'm teaching today is not a contradiction, it's an addition. And you say, Amen. Amen. And you will see just how it's an addition. Now, the reason why, I think it was on Tuesday or Monday, Tuesday, that the Spirit of God put so strong in my heart that it is time for us to teach this. Many grace people, many grace people come to the point where they feel like because we are under grace, all spiritual activities are useless. So they, 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 they have this wrong impression that every spiritual activity is works. Today I want to clear that air. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Rightly dividing the word of truth. Say amen. Sit back. Relax. You're in church. <laughs> That'll be so much fun. Let's start from showing you something in Second Samuel chapter number 3 and verse 1. I'm going to show you something there. 2 Samuel 3 and verse 1. 2 Samuel 3 and verse 1. Now, there was a long war. I want somebody to get a chair. And fresh weapons. Okay, this is good. I want anybody to sit on this chair. We are going to pray together. Anybody? Benita. They have called you. I eh? just come. They've called you, just come. Praise God. Let's give Benita a big hand. You're sitting down, you know, but you have to face this beautiful congregation. Come on, I said, let's give Benita. Benita is no, she's not even shy. Look at her, man. That's it. Okay, so let's go to my teaching, then I'll come to Benita. Um, it says, now there was a long war between the house of Saul and the house of David, but David waxed stronger and stronger, and the house of Saul waxed weaker and weaker. Follow that. Okay, look at something. Now, when you just look at this, you will not understand what is going on until you look at First Chronicles 11 8 to 9. Let's look at that. First Chronicles 11. From verse 8 to 9. 1 Chronicles 11. From verse 8 to 9. It says, And he built the city round about, even from Milo round about, and Joab repaired the rest of the city. Let's read verse 9 together. So David waxed greater and greater, for the Lord of hosts was with him. Put the two together, then you understand where we are where we're starting from. That the reason why the house of Saul waxed weaker and weaker was because the Lord had left him. The reason why the house of David waxed stronger and stronger was because the Lord was with him. Say Amen. Now, for those of us who believe that the Lord leaves you at any point, here's what you're joking with. For he said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. People have a religious understanding of the Lord is with you, as though, you know, it just has to do with um, your religious standing. No, the Lord is not with you just so that you can say you're a Christian the lord is with you so that there will be results that's why he's with you can we say amen now that's the disparity between the one who the lord is with and the one who doesn't have the sense of the presence of the lord so the one who the lord is with makes progress the bible says the house of david waxed stronger and stronger and stronger but the house of Saul waxed weaker and weaker and There's no gain saying that it was because at some point in the narrative, God had left Saul and was now with David. The mantle had moved and now God is with David. But you see, you and I in Christ do not have that situation where God leaves one person to be with you. He is with you. Can we say amen? Amen. Now that you, the first thing that I I wanted to show you is that, so this is Benita. Benita is a believer. Benita has come home. She is at home now and she is resting. She is at home in Christ. I want to show you all that is available to Benita. And one of that is progress. Say progress. Progress. Come on church, talk to me. Say progress. progress. Great. So it means that because Benita is at home in God, there is something called security. There is something called progress. There is something called forward advancement. In fact, in this In this text that I'm looking at, this is where you actually see the, the mercy of God. You will see supersonic speed, supernatural health, and you will see, what's the other one now? Waves and waves of the manifestation of the Spirit. You see all of that here. How do I mean? It is by the manifestation of the Spirit that people won wars, that they, that they won wars in those days, because the Lord was with them. And it is by the mercy of God. It wasn't because It wasn't actually because David was better than Saul. It was because at this point God had chosen David and rejected Saul. Do you understand? Because guess what? If Saul disobeyed David too. If Saul sinned David too. But what's the difference? I will have mercy on whosoever I will have mercy on. I will have compassion on whosoever I will have compassion on. It's not of him that willeth, nor of him that runeth. It. It's of God who shows mercy. And today we are not guessing who God is having mercy on. Because we are in Christ, you are the object of God's mercy. You are the focus of God's mercy. Can we say amen? Are you hearing what I'm saying? So now we see that this is Benita. She has come home. And at home, she is in Christ. And in Christ, she has something called security. Then she has progress. And that progress is speedy. What I'm saying is that this precious lady has everything that the father is and all that he has at her disposal because she has come home. And we say amen. How did she come home? How did she get home? She got home not by works, but by grace. Can we say amen? Now that she is at home, she will now work or she will now produce out of the security of being at home resting in her father's love. Can we say amen? Does it make sense? So we are starting with showing you a picture of what happens when you come home. God was with David. And David waxed stronger and stronger. And God had left Saul, and Saul waxed weaker and weaker. Let's let's show you this scripture in another translation. Wow. Let's look at First Chronicles 11, especially verse 2, in the message translation. Let's start from verse 1. It says, First Chronicles eleven, from verse seven. All right, let's look at that. Okay, David took up residence in the fortress city. That's how it got its name, City of David. David fortified the city all the way around, both outer, both the outer bulwarks, the Milo. And the outside wall. Joab rebuilt the city gates. David. Look at this. David's stride became longer. Have you ever heard somebody say he has long legs? David's stride became longer. And his embrace became larger. Yes. God of the angels army was with him. So because God was with him. His strides, alright, became what? Longer. Ever heard somebody, uh, that person, ah, oh, that person has long legs. In this case, God is our long legs. Yeah, yeah. You understand? Our strides became longer. Listen, he doesn't say that David increased his, um imputes. What is clear is that God amplified the imputes. Okay, let me say this. By you, I'm able to run through troops. Okay, tell me. How, okay, us This is good. God has said bombarding my mind. How fast can you run to run through a troop? Okay, increase your speed. Let's see. Okay, you run very fast. That's how you were, do you know what a troop is? It's a troop. Okay. By you, I've been able to leap over walls, not one wall. How many leaps can, how many walls can one leap take you over? One leap. Wow. Wow. Some of you can't even go over. <laughs> one wall. <laughs> but by you, I've been able to leap over walls. So it means, I leap,
1: then
0: you took me. Or, you picked me and took me over many walls. In other words, in one fell swoop, have done many things all at once and I'm back. By you, if not by you, I would have not gone through truth. I would have not leaped over walls. This is the goodness of our Father. And you are at home. Say amen. amen. Oh church, I want you to say Amen. I'm at home. Say it, I'm at home. I Say this, I'm at home in my father's love. Say, I'm at home in my father's embrace. So David's strife became longer, his embrace larger. What does that mean? His influence, what he could cover, became larger and larger. And what is the testimony? Look at this. Yes, the God of the angel armies was with him. Why was David able to do all of these great things? Because God was with him. That God that was with David, that made him be amplified, literally, lives inside you. Can we say amen? Can we say amen? Let me now touch on this. The life of the believer is supposed to be marked with progress. Not just yearly, but daily. Every day. God is not for Christmas that comes once a year. God is with you daily. And so we say amen. And the effect of being with you is evidence. Do you understand? So the believer's life is supposed to Advance daily. I can take you through scripture after scripture and show you that when God is with you, He empowers you to make progress in life. Say this with me, I'm making daily progress. Making daily progress. Say it out loud, say it again. I'm making, I'm making daily progress. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So I'm showing you who you are. And I'm showing you what you have available to your disposal. And I'm showing you all that you can do. God was with David. God lives inside you. And the mark of that is that you're supposed to get stronger and stronger. The Bible says, you know, David's house waxed stronger and stronger. There's a scripture that I don't want to show here that actually says that David received, received help daily. That's how he became strong. He works stronger and stronger. The narrative, there are many people who have a better, they have the memory of great yester years. And not great today. They have a memory of great, wonderful last five, ten years. And guess what other people's conversation is? Um, <laughs> in our family, if not that that Senator, Stopped liking me. Had he been. He still liked me. Today I know where I would have been. Is he sending to the Lord. (laughs) I came ready for you today. Somebody. Stopped. Said I will not help you again. You are my helper. My destiny helper. And because. The person says they are not going to help you again. Suddenly. That's the reason why you are no longer making progress. No the Lord is with me. Can we say amen? Say the Lord is with me. Say it again. Say the Lord is with me. Therefore I make daily progress. Now why am I showing you all of this? So that you can settle down in the Father's love. You have come home. Hello. Hello. You have what? Come
1: home. Rest.
0: Now that you are at home. There is an aspect of the Father's nature that they won't see until you show up. Created in Christ Jesus unto good works. There's an aspect of the Father's nature. The whole of creation is waiting for the manifestation of the Son of God. I feel the power of God. There's an aspect of the Father's nature that people will not know until you show up. Let me tell some of you who are in business. There's a way to treat customers, uh, no, there's a way to treat your the people who work with you in the office, that this world that is slaving away under the curse will not understand until you demonstrate it in the office. Listen to me, such that, they talk about Google being the most preferred place to work on the planet, such that when they are announcing, they are talking about your place being the most preferred place to work on the planet. You know why? Because people are going to come to work, you're going to pay them well, okay? Hallelujah. But then you're not going to take their life.
1: Hey. There
0: are many places where people work that is under the cost. They are working with cost mentality. If they, I, I have a friend, alright, who was going to be, she, she was called to be given a job at one of these multi, not multinational. I think in Ni- Nigerian, you know, national, yeah, telecoms company. Okay, I won't mention names. If you know the national one, then you know. Okay, and then they, they told that they were going to pay half a million. This was maybe 2013 or 14. But guess what they said. They said you will work from, from Monday to Sunday. Okay, and you are not allowed to marry. I'm serious. I'm very serious. The first two years of this job, you're not allowed to marry. If you know marriage is hungering you, please go and marry. And leave the job. But you are not allowed to marry if you take this job. Now, guess what? What do you think she did? She called their bluff. No, she didn't take it. She called their bluff. She was like, no, I have plans for my life. God has plans for my life that is better than a 500k. Keep it. Because you can't slave me because you pay me. And you understand? Do you understand? And there, there is a part of that that people will not see until you, with the mind of God, enter business and start to do business with God's mind. There's a mentality that people have in business or in career or in anything, that if I suffer to get here, so must you. The devil is a liar. Say, Amen. Yeah. If I suffer to get here, it's so that you don't have to. Amen. Yeah. Church, say, Amen. amen. Yeah. Not, if I hear you say that kind of thing, you, you we are just coming. No. God sent me to pave the way. So that way, as you are coming behind me, it's easier for you. And we say, Amen. Yeah. As we grow older in this thing, if I find a young pastor that is just starting, we will dash in things. Start well. Don't go through what I went through. Say amen. And you know that's what we'll do. You know we don't talk. You know that's what we'll do. That's what we'll do. You don't have to suffer what I suffered. <laughs> it's not a mark of dignity. Suffering. Uh, suffering. Great. Bootleg. It builds you. Makes you stronger. Okay, you don't have to suffer. That's why God is. That's why God sent us. You don't have to stop. You don't have to go through what everybody has gone through before you arrive. And I'm telling you in the name of Jesus, may it be said about you you are the bridge builder for others. You're the way maker for others. You're the one who makes it easy for others. May it be said about you. And we say amen. Hallelujah. Say God is with me. Is with Say it again. Say God is with me. Is with so now that you understand where this is going, I want to now show you certain things. Let's start from, so let me, let me start by making a definition. Now that this precious lady is at home, she can now use all of the security, the progress, the love, the prosperity, and everything that she has in the Father's love, she can now use all of that to advance her work. There's a difference between good works and dead works. that's what we're going to show you today. So write these few things down, please. Number one, write grace. Number two, write works. Number three, write spiritual activity. Number four, write good works versus dead works. Good works versus dead works. Number six, just take these things down, it will help you, your understanding. One, two, three, four, five. Okay, number five, doing right versus believing right. Number six, spiritual versus carnal. Number seven, faith versus flesh. Number eight, earn versus receive. Everything I'm saying here, I can preach on it for six months. So let's let's begin. The believer is in Christ, he has come home. Now that she is at home, she has to at disposal everything that the father is, and everything that the father has. And she has received it for free. Somebody say for free. She didn't have to work to come home. Alright? She has received it for free. Now, okay, there is such a thing as good works. There is also such a thing as dead works. And as I go in, I will just define them. So a dead work, now listen. Good works versus dead works, the foundation is usually the motivation behind the truth. They look the same, but the motivation behind the truth is what makes them different. So a person can pray and it will be a good work. A person can pray and it will be a dead work. A person can give and it will be a good work. A person can give and it will be a dead work. What is the difference, the motivation? the foundation. Good works are motivated by love. Dead works are motivated by fear. Good works are motivated as a response. Dead works uh, they are things that people want to do in order to be accepted. Good works are things we do because we are at home in his love. Dead works are things we do to get his attention, to twist his hand. Good works are things we do because he has moved. Dead works are things we do to try to get him to move. Good works are things we do in response to a a revelation of who he is. Dead works are things we do to try to get the revelation. They can be the same but the difference is the motivation. Now, let me say this. You are too small to move God. You are too small to make the Lord move. Ah, you see, I moved him. It's Jesus that moved him. Now we say, Amen. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So, this is the two. This, and I want to really go into this so that I can show you a lot of things. Sit pretty. Darling, let's give her a big hand again. Now, let's show you scripture, okay? John 6. Okay, let, let me let me start. Galatians 2 and verse 16. Let's look at that. Galatians 2 and verse 16. Woo! I love what's going to happen to you now. Galatians 2 and verse 16. From today, you'll be responding to God's love, you know, with good works, not dead works in Jesus' name. Knowing that a man, look at this. Knowing that a man is not justified by the works of the law, but by the faith of Jesus Christ, even we have believed in Jesus Christ that we might be justified by the faith of Christ and not by the works of the law. For by the works of the law shall no flesh be justified. Is that clear? Let's look at another. Let's look at James. James two seven. Please, just stay with me. I'm, I'm making a case. How many of you know one of the one of the things that God has called me to do? How many of you know what what, what my ministry is? Who can tell me? Anybody. James two and verse seventeen. Anybody. To teach, uh huh. To see life beautified. Okay. One of the things God has called me to do in the body of Christ is to clear all doubts. It's to clear all doubts about the goodness of God, the absolute goodness of God with the manifestation of the Spirit, signs, wonders, and miracles follow until all doubts are clear. So one of the things you experience in my teachings is the clearing of doubts. You understand? That's something that God gave to Daniel. He said he had the spirit of wisdom, the spirit of excellence, and the ability to clear doubts (laughs) such that God is with her. All doubts are clear. Can we say amen? So we're going to clear doubts today. And Jesus is glorified. Amen. amen. Alright, so James 2 and verse 17. Let's read that together. Even so, what? Faith, if it had not what? What? Is what? Is dead. What? Being alone. Does it not sound like two of them are saying the same, different things? It's like James is, is holding a boxing ring, he's holding a boxing glove. And he's punching. Even me, I thought that James and Paul, they weren't eye to eye. Look at Paul just said, we are not justified by the works of the law. We are justified by what? Faith. Now, James is saying, look, faith without works is dead. Some of you now say, mm-hmm, P.O.D., we are caught you. Okay, come out of this one. Can you see that? You see, and if you don't look at scripture through the lens of Jesus, you always be confused. Let's look at the answer to that. But, can I, can I shock you? Both James and Paul were saying the same thing. Eh? You see, everybody's like, hm, ah, they're saying the same thing. I'll show you. Are you ready? John 6 and verse 29. We'll read scripture today. It's the Bible that will talk. John 6, 29. You, when you see it now, you will scream. Some of you will scream. Oh, yeah? Let's read together. John 6, 29. What does it say? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Wow. What is defined? Read it again. Some of you didn't read it. Read it again. Read it again. Want to go. I want to hear everybody's voice, please. Can you do that together? And if you're not making eye contact, you'll be lost. Make eye contact with the word. If you are a student of this house, you know that the first thing you do, if you don't have a projector, make eye contact with the word. Very important. All right, let's read. One to go. Read the verse preceding that verse twenty-eight. Uh-huh. What does it say? They wanted to get something to do. Jesus defined what the doing is. He said, "This is the work of God that you believe." So everything has been defined now, justified by by faith, not by works. Paul and um, James now come to say. Faith without works is death. Don't imagine what the answer is. Go to scripture and let scripture show you what the answer is. This is the work of God. This is the work of God. What is the work? So you are working when you are believing. Believing is the work of God. Now the question is what work does it take to believe? So what is the work? Believing. Now some of you are going to say, well, so Faith without work is dead. You need to understand the context that James was talking. James was talking to practicing Jews who believed in God. Because some of you might let's let's go to James. Go to James, quick, 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 quick. I want to show you so that I can explain it. James 2:19. Let's read together. I want to go. It says, Thou believest that there is no one God, thou doest well. The devils also believe and tremble. So stop. Now let's put everything together. James was talking to an audience that believed in God but denied Jesus. So he's telling them, You believe in God, you've done well. But the devil also believes. <laughs> The devil also believes and he trembles. In other words, there is a there's a there's the God of the Jew that you will believe in, and it will produce fear and tremble. You know why? Because that God, the Jews cannot say God in full, it is G, I think D because they can't call it in full, it's too holy and reverence. To be called in full. So that, that revelation, oh boy, this is good, please listen, I beg you in God's name. That revelation of God produces fear. You know why? Because the memory on their mind is Mount Sinai. And when they were at Mount Sinai, the first instruction was don't come close. If you come close, you will die don't come close and when God was revealing himself because at that time in Exodus 20 they had already presupposed on their own goodness and said give us all the laws we will do it so God now changed the stone with them he said don't come close number one if you come close you are going to die then when God was revealing himself the Bible says there was a lightning and thundering and much trembling that even Moses who was supposed to go and receive the law he himself was shaking That's the revelation of God that we have. Now, that revelation of God that is outside of Jesus will produce trembling. So, what James is saying is that you believe in God. That's good. But even the devil believes and he trembles. So, what is what he's now saying? He's now saying faith without works. In other words, if you say you have faith in God, what is the work now? The work is that you take a step further and believe in the son Jesus. Ooh, wow. That is work. Wow. Scripture. Wow. Say amen. amen. Faith is amen. some of you think faith without work is I have faith. Let me go carry pomp. Let me demonstrate it. Demonstrate my faith no! That's not what he's saying! He's saying, if you, if you have faith in Jesus, demonstrate it by, sorry, if you have faith in God, demonstrate it by putting your trust in Jesus. There's something I'm gonna say just in passing. Isn't it amazing? I, I believe I have time to do this. Isn't it amazing that both Paul and James actually talk about papa Abraham together, do you not realize that both of them talk about Abraham, both of them talk about Abraham as the definition of of faith without works. So how did they contradict themselves? Both of them actually talk about Abraham as the definition of faith without works. How was Abraham justified? Abraham was justified, what? By believing in God. The Bible says Abraham believed God. And he was what? Counted unto him for what? Righteousness. So what is the work that we believe? Say it together, everybody. Let's say it together. What is the work? What is the work? You know, I saw a a status yesterday. And I sent a message to the guy. I said, what do you mean by this? You know, he put on his status. Church, where you leave your brains at home. And come, I'm like, yeah, that's your church. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we use our brain. Hallelujah. But our brain is filled with God's mind. <laughs> yes, and we think his thoughts. Are you get what I'm saying? But I'm, I'm asking you to use your mind now and think. Look at scripture. Let me tell you why there is so much confusion in the interpretation of scripture. It's because people want to use their experience to interpret scripture. Let scripture interpret scripture. So work is defined. And your work is cut out. We must do the works of God. What is the work? Believe in Jesus that sent you. So if you say you have faith in God and you don't believe in Jesus, you are not doing the work. Can we say amen? Are we together here? Can we say amen? Amen. So, um, um, Paul and James did not actually contradict themselves. They were complimenting themselves. Are you hearing what I'm saying? They were what? They were complimenting themselves. So, what he's saying is this. And let me quickly move forward in this. That now that you have believed and you have come home. So how did we get justified? We got justified not by works, but by faith. And now we have come home. We are now at home. You, you couldn't make any contribution to coming home. All you did to come home was believe, and then you were transported home. Now, do you know that I'm saying good works? I'm not saying good works versus bad works, so. I'm saying good works versus dead works. Because the the conversation is not about good works versus bad, it is good versus dead, it is life versus death. So a dead person cannot produce good works because the person is dead. Are you guessing what I'm saying? A dead person, a dead person can't even walk. Because the person is dead. Listen. A dead person can have some good traits. And some good behavior. But without faith in Jesus, they are dead. You keep reducing it to behavior. God does not see behavior. God sees somebody who is alive and somebody who is dead. Period. That a dead person can do some good things doesn't make them alive. And that a living person can mistakenly do bad things doesn't make them dead. You didn't hear that? A dead person can do good things doesn't mean they are alive. A good person can do a dead work doesn't mean he's dead. Say amen. Amen. Father, I thank you because we have utterance. The teaching of the word in the name of Jesus. So, are you following the conversation? So, now that you are a believer and you have come home and you are resting in the Father's love, good works is an outflow of that which you have received in Christ. Let's look at Ephesians 2, from verse 8. Ephesians two from verse eight to ten. What does it say? Say for by grace are ye saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. For we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God has beforehand ordained. That we should walk in there. So it says that by grace are you saved, not of works, lest any man should boast. And then right in the next verse, it says we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus, unto good works. So what then is good works? Good works is that which the person who is at home in the Father's security, and the Father's love, in the Father's grace, in the Father's goodness and mercy, that which he produces as a response to what God has given. Good works. And we were created in Christ Jesus unto what? Good works. Let me show you dead works. Hebrews 9 and 14. Let's go there quickly.
1: Hebrews chapter 9 and verse 14.
0: Let's read together. Want to go? Are we there together, church? Let's read together. Want to go? Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. You see that these are not my terminologies here in Scripture. Purge your conscience from what? Dead works to serve the living God. So, listen, we are still supposed to serve the living God, but not out of dead works. Your conscience is supposed to be purged from dead works. What is dead works? Dead works is trying to get his attention by the things you do. Dead works. Dead works. It's try to get his acceptance by the things you do. Dead works. Dead works is sow a seed so that God will move your life. Dead works. Dead works is give a Psalm 123 seed so that you can get a Psalm 123 blessing. Dead works. Dead works is anything that we do in attempt to get God to do dead works. And the Bible says that your conscience should be part from dead works in serving the living God. In other words, we don't use dead works to serve the living God. You know that Africans have a bright mentality. Everything is true back door. All right, take now. Take now. Make a day go. Take now. Yes, so when we come to church and we come to God. In fact, there are many people whose service today is a bribe to the Lord. I came to church today. Lord, can you? See? In fact, when I was in school, the conversation amongst my friends. I was a pastor in school. The conversation amongst my friend Pastor, you see, I come to church today. Oh, I come to church today. Oh. It's like they come to church to Mark calendar. So that after we've marked calendar, ah uh, when last you go church. When last year you go to church, I went to church. I uh, no, like mm, I've been a bad person. I've been a bad person. When last year you go to I uh, go to church every week now. So the church is to that you come to church is to mark calendar so that mm, Lord, you know, say I don't go church this week, so that the week is going to favour you. The week favoured you at the cross. The week favoured you at the cross. He didn't favor you because you are in church. You come to church because you are already favored. Oh boy! You come to church because you are already a son, and you are seated in your sonship balance. So you come to church to have fellowship with other sons. I get what I'm saying. Let me tell you: you can't move in. You can't untwist him. You can't bribe him. Just imagine you, you decide you're going to fast for 60 days. Lord, this husband, This year I die. Somebody was talking to God, and then she said, Lord, see, I've been keeping myself. I've been keeping myself. I've been keeping myself. I've been keeping myself. And you see, they want to go, uh, Since when did your since when did you <laughs> <laughs> yeah? when did become a basis? Then you not say, ah, but Lord, see how that other lady. I know how she has been. She has been doing. Next thing, oh, man has come. She has married. Next thing, we thought that she is not going to. Next thing, she has given one. Next thing, that... and and guess what? It's not the type that is a... <laughs> It's not the type that is that, that looks for you. Beautiful, you know, the one that you say, my ovaries.
1: <laughs>
0: say my ovaries. Aye. The babies the, the, the children are fine. They are they look uh, like can you imagine? I mean I mean, uh, 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 continue. Continue. The older son will soon meet you. Just continue. Because in your mind That's how God blesses people. He blesses people based on how they keep themselves. No, He blesses people because of Jesus. And because of what Jesus has done. Can we say amen? Are you getting what I'm saying? The last time I checked, eh? You You can't bribe him. Okay, let me ask you a question. If God decided not to be good to you, what can you do to actually get him to change his mind? Where will you see him? Oh yeah, oh yeah. Lord, Lord, where are you? <laughs> <laughs> you can't beg him on our behalf. You, you, you can't bring them. Some of you say I must get this back. I, the Holy Ghost. You must do something. You must <laughs> Holy Ghost. You must do something. <laughs> Holy Ghost. You must do something. <laughs> Ghost, must do something.
1: <laughs> 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 what is wrong with you? <laughs> Do you was Luton, you was Luton, you was you was
0: Attack, 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 attack. <laughs> Please, that's not who I am. Destroy, 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 destroyer. destroy, destroy, destroy. destroy, destroy. <laughs> who did this to you? Why you like this fine girl like you? <laughs> Look at how they have stolen your destiny. Fine girl like you, you must do something. You must. Oh, there's nothing greater than what you already did. Let me give you an example of what I'm talking about. Ah, this is good. You know this is good. What I'm about to say is good. And I'm happy. I'm happy for you. I'm happy for myself. You see that guy, they call prodigal. Coming back home into his father's love and embrace. This is a clear picture of what I'm trying to say. You don't get it now. We need to take you through. (laughs) Clear picture. Forget about it. Clear picture. The guy is coming back home. Father runs to him. He's always the one running, not you. He's always the one running. He's always the one running. You are seeking the Lord. You seek the Lord. Seek him. Seek him how? Is he lost? He's not lost. Last time I checked, we were lost. He found us. Listen. And since the day he found us, we remain found forever. So now, look at the father is running to the son to bring him home. The father is killing the father's count. The father is throwing a party. The father is inviting the friends. The father is bearing the cost. The father is giving the ring. Look at good works. Now I go to, you know what the ring is? The ring, the signet ring is that you have my authority to purchase on my behalf. Hey, hey. So look at what good works is. Thank you, precious Holy Spirit, for giving me this. So look at what good works is. I go to the supermarket. I see all of you in the supermarket on a queue. I say, ah, my father has a great account. Say, what do you want? Eh, I, I just want some people. I just, I just want... Okay. No, no, no. Oh, yeah, you signet ring buyer. Uh, okay, what do you want? <laughs> oh, yeah, signet ring buyer. Yeah. What the guy is doing now is good works. Based on what the father has given to him. Look at dead works. Dead works is this. Father, I must get your attention, oh! I must get your attention. Oh yeah, come. Oh yeah, you, uh, you, father, you must get your attention. You. That's dead works. You can do that from now to tomorrow. God will not look because what makes him to look? Is that his identity is there. Look at where let me me use this person. (laughs) So I I put something eh, identification. So that when I look, I see, and I I, am attracted to my identity that is in you. Do you understand what I'm saying? So good works is that we use signet power to advance the universe. To advance lives with signet power. Good works is that I receive freely healing power. I give freely healing power. Dead works is that, oh Lord, <laughs> I will fast today. I will get your attention, Lord. You must give me this power. You say, but you shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you. It's a different thing, eh? That you are fasting to, en- to celebrate the power. Than they are fasting for power to move. Power moved because of his crushing, not your crushing. Bible says it pleased the Lord to crush his son, not you. Oh boy, it pleased the Lord to do what? To crush his son, the anointing flow through the crushing, not your crushing. But now I can do a good work of staying based on sitting on redemption seat and enjoying what God has done. And that's a good work. Can we say amen? amen? Church, can we say amen? amen? Woo! Rejoice, hallelujah! So your conscience has to be purged from dead works. Because it is like man to want to earn, not to receive. It is like man to want to impress. You know, the next time you come out. With your shoulder like this shoulder part, uh, you know, you know me. I fast 80 days. <laughs> I mean, it's just that's just who we are, you know. I, I I'm a mountain dweller. I live in the mountains. In fact, I and mountains we discuss. When I speak, they understand because of companionship. <laughs> you know all those nonsense. You know all those things? Move the Lord. Move the Lord. Move Him. You can't move Him. Can we say Amen? People always like to take credit for things. They always like to take credit. It is the, it is the that we did, that made us... Pud your conscience from dead works. Now, let me tell you what that is. Father, I thank you for utterance in the name of Jesus. Pud your conscience from being attracted to dead works. In other words, my brother and my sister, God is not with you because you prayed. You have an awareness of his presence because you prayed. God is with you whether you prayed or not. His being with you is not dependent on your prayer. His being with you is dependent on His promise. But when you pray, you are aware. Increased awareness of His presence with you. You're conscious. That's why we pray. Your, your prayer doesn't activate His presence. Your prayer gets you to be aware that He's already there. Saying, "Man, church. Part from dead works, conscience part from dead works. The response shouldn't be that I, I need to, I need to, I need to, this, I need to do this. I need to do this. I need to do this. I need to do this to get God to do this. I need to get. No, 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 no. If you haven't studied your Bible, you should feel guilty. You should feel hungry. When last did you feel hungry? When last did you feel guilty because you've not eaten for two days? You didn't eat food, physical food. You felt guilty. Your heart condemned you. Your heart condemned you. Oh, wicked moron. How did you not feed me? Then you follow and say, Ah, truly, I am wicked for not feeding you. No. Your body just gives you a signal that hunger. Some of you don't even wait for that signal. <laughs> and your body don't give that, that move like the next thing. Some of you, I'm looking at you like this. The next thing, 2 a.m., you're going to make fufu. What if, how can you live like that? You have to repent if you're here. Repent. 2 a.m., fufu. <laughs> and then they say, I want to I pray right after eating food i want to spend some time to pray oh. guess what guess what you are thinking that you want to bribe him with your your fasting with your prayer he's not bribed you don't feel guilty for getting hungry you go and eat food Same way. You don't feel guilty for not studying and praying. You just move. The Spirit of God is prompting you. He's not condemning. He's just saying, it's time to pray. Can we say amen? Can we say amen? Let me tell you. Get used to it. There's no stick falling on your head. There's no condemnation coming. Get used to it. This is life in redemption. Get used to it. Just the same way we have to teach you how to get used to luxury. Because some of you will still be carrying bags inside luxury. You'll still be carrying all the things by yourself inside luxury. Let the butler do it for you. It's okay. Enjoy this life. Receive it. Now we say, Amen. Yeah. Oh, shout, Amen. Yeah. So your conscience is poured from dead works in serving the living God. Or to serve the living God. Do you see that it says that to serve the living God? In other words, you're still going to serve the living God. What does service mean? Service is an active word. It's that you're moving about getting things done, Amen doing stuff, serving, giving, praying, leading. Do you understand? Serving. But you're not serving from a a dead works position. You're serving from a good works position. But let me ask you, does service happen in good works? Answer now. Does service happen as part of good works? Yes, sir. We are serving the living God, but not with a dead conscience. I want to. Do you understand? Out of love. So, how do we identify good works? It is a response. Dead works is fear motivated. Good works is love motivated. are works. The difference is what's motivating it. Say amen, somebody. Oh, church, say amen, somebody. Are you together with me? Philippians one. Hey church, are you being blessed? If you're being blessed, give the Lord a shout. Philippians one three.
1: Let's read from verse four to nine. Let me
0: start from verse one. Alright. Paul and Timothy, the servants of Jesus Christ, to all the saints of Jesus Christ who are Philippi, Grace and peace. Grace and peace. Grace be unto you and peace from God our Father and from our Lord Jesus Christ. I thank my God upon remembrance of you. Always in every prayer of mine, for you all, making requests, joy, for your fellowship in the gospel from the first day until now. Being confident of this very thing, that what? That he which what? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. He will what? So who begun the good work in you? Who begun the good work in you? Who is the source of dead work? Who is the source of dead work? You. Who is the source of good work? Jesus. See. Did you take note of this? I'll continue with that scripture. Dead works. Are the things people do. As a basis of their acceptance by God. Let's not use excitement to kill it. Good works. Are the things we do. Because we are already accepted by God. Good works are things we do. In response to God's lavish nature. So good works. Is not. In variance with grace. Good works is a product of grace. That's how we show that we are at home. We use the advantage that we have for the advancement of things in God's kingdom. Can we say amen? Amen. Say amen, church. So he who has begun a good work in you will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. Even as it is neat for me to think this of you all, because I have you in my heart. inasmuch as both in my bonds and in the, in the defense and confirmation of the gospel, ye all are partakers of my grace. I'm still in 1 Philippians 1 and I'm now in verse 8. For God is my record. How greatly I long after you in all the in after you all in the bowels of Jesus Christ, verse nine. And this I pray, look at this, that your love may do what abound yet more and more in what in knowledge and what judgment. So your love abounds more and more. Can we say amen? Are you being blessed? Let's look at Romans chapter number 4. So that I can really just drive this thing home. Look at a couple of scriptures very quickly and I'll be done.
1: Romans chapter number 4 from verse 1.
0: Rejoice church, glory to God. Say this with me, I'm in Christ. Christ lives in me. And I produce my best work in the name of Jesus. What shall we say then that Abraham our father as pertaining to the flesh has found? For if Abraham were justified by works, he had where of to glory, but not before God. For what says the scripture? Abraham did what? What is the definition of works? Great. Believe, right? In who? In Jesus Christ. So Abraham did what? Believe God. And it was what? Counted unto him for righteousness. Now to him that what? Walketh. Is the reward not reckoned of grace, but of death? But to him that does what? Walketh not, but believeth on him that justifieth the ungodly, his faith is counted for what? Righteousness. Even as David also described Kalipali Kataya, the blessedness of the man unto whom God imputed righteousness without earning. Say, "Blessed are they whose iniquities are forgiven, and whose sins are covered." Verse eight. Blessed is the man to whom the Lord will not impute sin. And who is that man? And who is that man? Hey, church, who is that man? Now, look at what it says in verse nine. Comment this blessedness gain upon the circumcision only, or upon the uncircumcision also. For we say that faith was reckoned to Abraham for what? Let's continue. Verse 10. How was he then reckoned? When he was in circumcision or in uncircumcision? Not in in circumcision, but in uncircumcision. Verse 11. And he received the sign of circumcision, a seal of the righteousness of faith which he had yet. Being uncircumcised, look at, stop, you you, you didn't get it. That when he finally did the circumcision, it was only an outward sign of something that already happened on the inside when he believed as an uncircumcised. Because people always want, people always want to see a sign. No, he believed on his heart when there was no sign on the outside and he was righteous. So now, he now gives the circumcision as, as a proof of what has already happened. Are you being blessed? Let's continue. Let's continue. Verse, where are we now? huh. That he might be the father of all them that believe though they be not circumcised, that righteousness might be imputed unto them what also, and who are they, yeah, all right, let's continue, and the father of circumcision to them who are not of the circumcision only, but who also walk in the steps of the faith of our Father Abraham, which he had been yet uncircumcised, for the promise, look at this, for the promise that he should be the heir of the world, was not to Abraham and to his seed, through the law, but what? Through the righteousness that it was of faith. For if they which are of the law be heirs, faith is made void, and the promise made of non-effects. Continue. Because, uh-huh, Wow. For where no law is, meaning where there is law, I have completed now. Where there is law, where there is no law, where there is law, why do you want to be led by a law? I'm being blessed by this man. Let's read verse 16 and then that's it. Therefore, uh huh. Uh huh. To the end, that the promise might be sure to all the seed. It is of what? Faith. That it might be of what? Grace. What is the end? That the promise is what? Sure. Not to that only which is of the law, but to that which is of the faith of Abraham, who is what? A father of Father how are you justified by faith or by works? By now that you're at home, what do we do? Good works. That is God has foreordained that we should walk in them. Good works. Does the believer pray? Hey church, answer me. I want us to talk together. Let's let let's participate together. Does the believer pray? Yes, sir. Do they fast? Yes, sir. Do they give? Yes, sir. Do they serve? Yes, sir. Do they pray consistently? Yes, sir. Do they give consistently? Yes, sir. Do they serve consistently? Yes, sir. Huh? Uh-huh. Do they fast? uh uh-huh. Ah, uh, you're not answering. Do they pass? Yes,
1: sir. <laughs>
0: they're not answering. Church, do they pass? Yes, sir. For those at the back, do they pass? Yes, sir. Ah, uh-huh, they fast. Ah, we fast, oh. Ah, we pray, oh. Ah, we pray, oh. ah, we, pray oh. ah, we pray, oh. Ah, we pray, oh. Ah, my brother, we pray. <laughs> boy is not a walk. A revelation. My brother, let me tell you something. Church, can I can I say this? Can I say this? Can I really say this? My brothers and sisters, dear friends, <laughs> the proof that you have really seen God's grace. You really be pray. If ah. Ah, really you don't feel like praying, knowledge you have you're not really at home you just think eat. it has not entered yet He enters here what do you do when you really you have hmm Lord something has come <laughs> what do you do when you really feel someone boom and there's an attraction and then now people are traveling by road from Yola to port a by road, I've seen it. Because love is calling on the other side. And then when they finish, by road, it's 22 hours old. So. As soon as they finish doing like six, I'm telling you, it's you not know something they told me, something I saw. When they do like six hours or seven hours in Port-A-Court, they enter road again. You ask her, what moved you? Is like in my stomach or something. Uh-uh, 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 uh-uh. <laughs> my brother, we pray, oh, we pray, but we don't boast. That is our prayer that is making it work. It's the lamb slain? It's the lamb slain? Do you understand? And we spend time with the lamb slain. And let me tell you, if you understand what prayer is, prayer is you at home. See, you see this precious woman of God, at home, declaring who she is, That's prayer. Ah, my brother, you say it. Oh, say it. Say it. The year is not happening to you. You, you are happening to the year by the things you are saying. Ah, so you say it very well. You say it. You spend time this. If it it's six hours you need to spend, you spend it. You know, I noticed as we are worshipping this morning, I didn't know when time had gone. Suddenly, I didn't know. I didn't know it was already... 8:30, sorry, 9:30. I did not know. Just enter, shut door. These are these are two inheritance people talking. Good works. Can we say amen? Oh, say amen, church. Guess what? We are not justified by them. Do you understand? We do them as a mark of our justification. Are you getting what I'm saying? And it's not hard work, it's not labor, because he's at work in us. Woo! Glory to God. Are you getting what I'm saying? Oh, can I show you one, can I show you like two more things? Can I show you two more things? Please, let me just show you these two things, then I'll be done. I'm telling you, what, let me ask yourself, you know, I said, I said something here, I said spiritual versus canal. If you ask somebody, what is canal? They will start telling you, the one who drank something. The one who smoked something. The one who did something. The one who did that. What is canon? Huh? You said something? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Madam, you has nothing to do with the wig you wore. <laughs> Hello? Even like wear both straight, that is straight. <laughs> ah. Madam, that's what you do with that. So I always tell people use as much makeup as your face needs. If you have to. No, I didn't have anybody. No, I didn't have anybody. No, you can't you can't you can't put me in trouble. No. I refuse to be in trouble. But you know what I'm saying? What I'm saying is, look, all those things don't matter. What is being spiritual? What is being carnally minded? To be carnally minded is death, the Bible says. To be spiritually minded is life and peace. What is a spiritually minded person? The man whose mind is fixed on Jesus. The carnal minded person. Let me tell you, eh? you can go one whole week wearing long skirts, still sweeping the ground, not wearing earrings and everything. But when God speaks, you don't believe, you are carnal. You are can You are overcome now. Sir. you say that the reason why you are not ma- the reason why, in fact, my situation cannot change. Look at this person, oh holy, holy, everything she doesn't. When, when ah, what am I want my saying she, 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 she doesn't. Just does, very sanctimoniously because they don't want to leak. So they come in and they just walk like that, and they just walk like that, and they just walk like that. Then when you tell them. Now, you know, God can use you to open blind eyes. They say, Me. I have not gotten close. Ah, the men that He uses. Yeah, Connor was saying something one time. He said that one day he was praying and praying for this person's ministry and praying for that person's ministry and praying for this person's ministry. Then the Spirit of God asked him, When will you start to mention your name among these men of God? When? When? Which day will you start to put your name? Amongst the least of these men of God, because many of you are not—you not are you not following the injunction of the Father. He said, "Be fruitful." You, you want to be right. He said, "Be fruitful. Be fruitful." He didn't say, "Be right. Be fruitful." You understand? But you, you're saying, Han. "Lord, not yet. Not this year, Lord. This not the year." That you use me. I've not fasted for 18 days straight. Please though. This is not the year, Lord. This is not the year. Until I dot my teeth and cross my eyes. I'm sorry, anyone? Lord, this is not the year to use me. Is it when you put your name there? Because last time I checked, I found out that the Bible says eh, that you, ma. You, sir, should acknowledge the good thing that is in you, that is in Christ Jesus. Guess what? He didn't say, Acknowledge the big thing, he said, Acknowledge the good thing. It might be good, but in small quantity, acknowledge it, it will grow. Um. Start acknowledging that I love to pray, even if it's five minutes, but I love to pray. As you, as you start acknowledging the good thing that is in you in Christ Jesus. Because Jesus puts good things in us. When we begin to acknowledge it, it starts to get big. He's not big. That's why you're not noticing it. But it's good. Start talking about it. As you talk about it, it will get big. But you know what? You know what many people want? They want to arrive and it has come. Hmm. Hmm. I pray 18 hours. Oh God, you might start from 5 minutes. Acknowledge it. The spirit is at work in you.
1: Say amen, church. Yeah.
0: Are you hearing what I'm saying? Acknowledge every good thing that is in you. In Christ Jesus. God has put good things in you. It's time for you to begin to acknowledge it. Say this with me: good things are in me. In Christ Jesus. So now let's put it like this. It is out of the good things that God has put in you that you produce good works. Good works are a function of good things. Good things acknowledged long enough produces good works. I have to stop. Try. Try. Where was I before I got here? Who can tell me where I was? What scripture I say I want to show you? I didn't mention scripture. Are you serious? I wanted to tell you two things. I've been telling you two things in morning. Eh, yeah, I said what? We, we've read it now. So do we understand the difference between good works and dead works? Thank you. Thank you. And that's what I want to read issue. After this, I promise. I promise. I will finish. I will finish. I think it's second Corinthians one. Wow. Yes. Let's go there. This is the last one. Guys. Hello. Okay, let me let me do it like this. Are you being blessed? Okay, this is the last one. I promise. I promise. I promise. I promise. I cross my heart. I've this one. So I'm not doing it 2 Corinthians 1 Second Corinthians 1 15 We'll see what being canal looks like now. And in this confidence I was minded to come to you on to come unto you before that ye might have a second benefit and to pass to you into Macedonia and come again out of Macedonia unto you and of you to be brought on my way towards Judea. Verse 17 When I therefore was thus minded did I use likeness or the things that I purposed to do, look at this, look at this so, The things that I purpose to do, do I do according to the flesh? Do you see flesh there? That with me there should be yea, yea, or nay, nay. Verse 18. But as God is true, our word to you was not yea and nay. For the Son of God, Jesus Christ, who was preached amongst us, by us, even by me and Silvanus and Timothy, was not yes and nay, but in him was what? Eight. Verse 20, let's read together. I want to go. All us life, death, God by us. Now, I haven't read that scripture. What is to be living in the flesh? What is it to be fleshly? Yeah and nay. To be uncertain. So, brother, have you ever seen a church person who is uncertain about the promises of God? Do they say they are in the flesh? They say, no, I'm just dealing with doubts. or God is flesh. <laughs> but you see, you will never call yourself flesh. No, 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 brother, have you ever doubted before? Uh, have you ever doubted the promises of God before? Yes. Mm-hmm. so stop pointing finger at the person drinking beer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I'm coming for you. Stop it. Stop it. Flesh is to today. I'm blessed. Tomorrow, maybe I'm not. Today, I'm blessed. Tomorrow, maybe. What What does it then mean to be spiritual? To keep your confession steady. I'm blessed forever. You understand what I'm saying? That's the difference between spiritual and flesh. Do believers sometimes get carnally minded? Do they judge themselves? You see, they'll be judging themselves, beating themselves. Does God want you to beat yourself? You catch yourself and you just align back. Say this with me, I'm spiritually minded. So Paul is saying that to be carnally minded is to say yes today and no tomorrow. But to be spiritually minded is to say yes always. How is my year going to look? Blessed. How well am I doing this year? I'm prospering on all sides. Am I making progress this year? Yes. Do the economic indices need to align for me to make progress? No. But am I still making progress? Yes. Am I going to be sick because worry is in power? No. Who is my health and my healing? Jesus himself. Do you understand what I'm saying? Does dollar need to equate to naira before I prosper? No. No. In Christ, I make tremendous progress. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now let me tell you what. This is where I'm going to close. Can we say amen? What What Paul is saying is, as you plan for the year, as you look at the year, don't say maybe, maybe not. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe, maybe not. No, it's yes. I'm buying our first car, yes. I'm building our first house, yes. I'm giving my first one here, yes. You understand? I'm praying for the first time. I'm doing two hours, yes. Can you say amen? You understand? Yes. Stay there. Stay on the yes of God. Stay on the yes of God. So do you have works now? Do you have works? What is the color of your work? Hello, what is the color of your work? Good. And how good is your work? Good work. So let me ask the question as we close. Do believers pray? Do they pray? Do they fast? Do they give? Do they serve? Do they heal deceit? Do they advance the nation? Yeah. Do they contribute yeah. to the nation's development? Yeah. Are they instruments of progress everywhere they find themselves? Yeah. yeah, yeah, good works. So what is dead works? Answer anybody. Let me call somebody. Timmy, what is dead works? Where's Timmy? Ah, I can see you now. What is dead works? Yeah. What you do to try to impress. Brothers and sisters, we have come home. Oh, I want you to rejoice at that reality. Brothers and sisters, we have come home. So what we do now is we use ring, go about helping the world. You know, healing, blessing, delivering, prospering. We use our position to advance the world. Say amen. Rise to your feet. We have to finish.
1: Thank you for engaging us in this episode. We trust that your life has been beautified. If you'd like to share what Jesus is doing in your life through this ministry, please write a to us at Helver Blueprint Stories at all.